Today's episode of The Rise to the Top is brought to you with no interruption thanks to our amazing sponsor, GoToMeeting. So here's what I want you to check out. If you're interested in holding you know, virtual meetings, maybe you have a, you know, somebody you want to mastermind with or talk with or, you know, a client, customer, whatever, and you want to do it very easily from really anything, your iPad, your computer, etc. you have to check out GoToMeeting now with HD Faces, which you should know if you're a fan of the Rise to the Top, because you can now see each other thanks to a webcam and HD Faces with GoToMeeting. So here's what you got to do. Head over to GoToMeeting.com, click the Try It Free button. It's going to say that you're going to get a 30-day GoToMeeting trial, but not so fast, my friends. Enter the promo code RISE, and you're going to get 45 days free. So enter your promo code RISE, check it out, go to meeting. Thank you so much for supporting the sponsors. And now here's today's episode with Mari Smith. Enjoy. And welcome, everyone, to the Rise to the Top. David Seitman Garland here, and I am very, very excited. I'm going to do the quick intro for her, but joined by Mari, rhymes with Ferrari, Smith, in the house. Mari, welcome to the Rise to the Top, first of all. Hey, David. Thank you so much. This has been a long time coming. We were just saying that before we hit record. I am so excited. We, we should have been done, done this years ago. Years ago. Exactly. Uh, so here, here's, the, here's the quick Cliff's notes here. Is that uh, Mari, in case you don't know, is a relationship marketing specialist and one of the world's foremost experts on using Facebook as a marketing channel. She travels the world, the world, my friends, to deliver keynote speeches and train businesses on how to use social media. Um, but here's the cool thing. Whenever I see you, Mari, you're out there teaching, you're sharing, you're teaching, you're all this kind of thing. So I said, okay, we're going to flip it on you today and just bombard you with questions of kind of your rise to success because that's what people really love here. So I was, it's, I read on your, on your website that you got started kind of in, in the entrepreneurship world, if you will, sort of around 1999. What was going on back then and, and how did you sort of get started? Yes, actually, 99 was a landmark year because uh, I came to the United States from Scotland, where I had been living for the previous 20 years. And uh, my parents are both Scottish, although I was born in Canada. So I spent my childhood in Canada. And then in 99, you know, actually, quite frankly, up to that point, I had not been an entrepreneur. I did not run my own business. I was always an employee, had a wide and varied career from uh, sales, marketing, computer training, um, public speaking, all kinds of wonderful marketing, etc. And for the whole of 98, now you know the definition of luck is when preparation meets prop, uh, preparation meets uh, opportunity. Right. And in 98, I did get bitten by the entrepreneurial bug and I had been spending the whole year I was still working uh, a job job and uh, but I had this vision and this desire and this passion to set up my own global training company and teaching about personality uh, styles and uh, behavioral uh, body language and presentation skills, public speaking, etc., sales and marketing. And that was in the fall of '98 that the opportunity to come to San Diego just landed in my lap out of out of the blue. And so when I came to San Diego in early '99, I was flat broke, did not have much money. I knew a couple people here, came with two suitcases and a dream in my heart. And I just knew that I was supposed to come here and live and work here. And basically within a very, very short period of time, I got introduced to a person that sponsored me and uh, she became a very fast friend. And I really got immersed in the world of e-commerce and began to build my own business uh, right here in the States uh, after that. So very cool. Now, 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 quit, now, a couple questions here as we dissect certain parts of this. Um, is what, what, 
where, where, where did your passion kind of come from for that topic? Because that's such a cool topic that you're talking about, um, about kind of personality and presentation skills. And obviously, you yeah. speak everywhere, and this just seems to be something that you love. What, what was it that kind of drew you to that, uh, why you wanted to go that route? You know, it's interesting. As I look back over my career, it's really had these two primary themes. And one is the people element. I just love the human connection and how we behave, what makes us tick, what people motivates person. us. Yeah, yeah. And I just love that aspect of it. And it really comes in handy with like sales and marketing and business. And then on the other hand, I'm very tacky. I really love mm. technology. Gosh, when I was uh, an early teen, I was programming music on my dad's old Sinclair. You're too young to remember, but <laughs> ancient computer with all cassette drive in there. And I just love technology. And so throughout my whole career, different jobs I've had, it's always been this blend, this fusion of both people and technology. And so when Facebook came along and landed in my lap in 2007, it was just, it was like a dream come true. It was like an amalgamation of all my skills and talents and passion. It was just this natural merging of people's skills with technology. Uh, yeah, well, that makes sense. And it goes all goes back to kind of what always drew you. It's like, I love talking, so now I do a talk show, you know? And so, right. it, it, and so it, it makes sense. But you, you mentioned um, that, and I was reading about this, where you, you came to Southern California, and there's all those, like, kind of education platforms there, Landmark Education, Money and You, um, accelerated business school, all kinds of stuff going on. You take this in, and then I, I, I'm very curious about the shift that you made from your first businesses to sort of, you know, Mari Smith personality moving into the Facebook relationship space. So how many years, uh, because you just mentioned 2007 was when you got started with Facebook. Right. Um, when, when was, like, where did that shift kind of happen? Were you doing the same business for the years before that and were ready for something new? Like, like, I'm very curious how that sort of personality-driven brand appeared for you. Yeah, you know, it was an evolution. It was definitely an evolution. Um, uh, I got married in 2001 and, and then divorced in 2009, and so I had a change of name. My maiden name was a very uh, long Scottish name that nobody would ever remember. So. <laughs> really? I didn't know that. That's a fun fact. That's a fun fact today. <laughs> yeah, fun fact about Mari. So, um 2002, I would say in 2002, I went and got uh, certified as a relationship coach. I used to teach classes uh, around like just really getting clear on your values and your vision and who you are as a partner and a person. And then things would evolve from there. I went more from relationship coaching to life coaching. But then having all these online marketing skills, what happens 2003, from 03 to 06, I actually worked with T. Harv Eker in his company Peak Potentials. And I really loved his work, and uh, I was one of his coaches for several years. And I found that almost all my clients were uh, women, single women looking to attract a partner who really needed help with their online marketing. <laughs> okay, that's well, that's pretty specific. specific. Yeah, this is really cool. These are kind of my ideal clients that at the time that was really a great use of my skills and, and talents and passions. And I continued on really, and I wrote my first um, information product in 2003. It was about email marketing, and I've always built a list. I've had an email list since the since the early 2000s. And then, um, the personality-based brand really probably came began to really emerge uh, big time in 2007 when I got onto Facebook and I got you know everywhere that the sites were springing up. Obviously, Twitter and securing my 
my uh, personality brand there. And actually at the time with my now ex, he and I were traveling around uh, the west coast of the U.S. in a motorhome. I was running my entire business from an RV. Really? And I would share on Twitter and Facebook uh, like a documentary, I'd do a video blog and I did photos of like where in the country, so all these beautiful parts. We went up to Alaska for three months and I'm sharing all these pictures and people would, I kind of became known as the, that, oh yeah, that woman that, she's a Facebook expert, but she's on the road traveling and where is she now? And <laughs> Interesting. So yeah, it kind of brought people into your personality there too, yeah. which was kind of a cool way to do it. Now question on your kind of coaching career, um, you know, when you were doing that, what was sort of the key to um, getting clients for you at that time? Was that, was there, was that, you know, you've always spoken a lot. Were you speaking then? Like, what was the key? Cause I know a lot of people aspire to maybe get involved in, in that space in one way or another. How did you actually start to get clients in that space? Yeah, a lot of it would be by a joint ventures. So someone would have me, uh, would interview me for their list for like a teleclass. Uh, it would be appearing on summits, a lot of tele-summits uh, that are still popular now. So you're like one of many speakers and you get exposure and grow your list that way. Uh, I spoke at a lot of events. I went through a phase probably from 2008 until 2010 where I pretty much just said yes to everything um, with my social media career certainly and any speaking engagement and any interview. And it, you know, I just said like, oh my God. Then I kind of got burned out and had to reel it in and just not do as much speaking and traveling and 2011, 2012. But to your point, I think specifically for you know people getting started, I, I just am such a, a, a impassionate believer in relationship marketing, so that you're leading with the with the heart and the connection and wanting to give to people whether they want to do business with you or not. And what happens when you genuinely take an interest in a person that they will naturally want to gravitate toward doing business with you anyway. And I think that's where you know like social media just lends itself so well to that. What I found, and certainly in 07, is that I would just be chit-chatting to people on Facebook. And before I knew it, they're saying, can you help me? How do I work with you? What kind of products do you have? Do you, are you, can I hire you? you know, just because we were building this, this relationship. Right. And, and so talk, let's talk about that in 2007 a little bit. You, get, you come on. What, you, know, you seem like a little bit of a, of, a, of a strategic person in a certain way. Like there wasn't anything that you were just like, oh, we'll, just, you know, we'll see what happens. You, know, you, you knew that Facebook was a platform that you really liked. You saw yeah. an opportunity there. What, did you kind of lay, like, what did the business, I guess, model, you know, look to you at then when you started in 2007? Did you start with some products and some things for sale? Because I think people struggle with that sometimes. They say, okay, I want to be known as the, you know, X woman, well, whatever, you know, and, and I want to dominate this space. Do right. I build the community? Do I do the products? They, people get very, very confused in that space. And I'm just curious, what did you do in 2007? Okay, so, and here's a really powerful question that uh, a mentor of mine asked me maybe about 10 years ago, and this really helps people to clarify like where the money comes from. So if I say to you, okay, David, if I were to buy everything that you offer, how much would it cost me and what will I get for my money? And when people can answer that question, then they realize, gosh, you know, I'm charging this amount for my time and I got this information product or this ebook, and they're thinking, gee, I need to expand my array of services. So to your question, what I did in 07 is that I created a step-by-step -step social media. It was really around Facebook. I think I actually called it Facebook for Professionals, and it's, and it's evolved and, and morphed into many different forms. In fact, I have a big workbook on my table right here at my desk. It's grown and grown over the years. But it was a systematic approach using social networking sites, specifically Facebook, 
to garner leads, to garner business. Mm -hmm. And so I had that structured as modules, and then I added on a whole bunch of bonus content, which was interviews, short interviews with uh, leaders, with internet marketers, with uh, you know, uh, speakers and authors, and I, I reached out to them all by Facebook. I, I, back in 07, everybody was answering their email. It was like back in the day with AOL, right? You've got, you've got uh, mail. Now it was like, you've got a friend. And I would contact these people. And one guy in particular, I always remember, he said to me, Mari, you know, I have a whole bunch of gatekeepers and, and secretaries and VAs, and um, nobody knows my number. Nobody can get hold of me. But he's, like, he's on the phone with me doing this interview. He says, you know what? We, wouldn't even be doing, we would not be doing this if you tried to reach me any other way than Facebook. And so I was just basically, I created a product and I created a whole uh, information product and I led people through a modular course that had instructions on how to approach Facebook to get business from it and then added on with these bonus calls. And then from there, and it's really important to have a funnel. Most people are familiar with the funnel model, you know, bringing them in, giving something for free and right. then something that's maybe, you know, a couple hundred dollars and then keep on going where I, I sold... Um, uh, an event. Actually, I used to teach it through a, like a 10-part webinar series and then they would also have a two-day live event for like $3,000. So it just had a whole structure and really having a background based in information marketing, I just knew that the more that I could package my knowledge and allow people to have access to that in different formats, then obviously that's, that's where the revenue comes from. Yeah, very cool. And that's why you're far smarter than myself is that when I, when I, when I was, you know, when I was starting and I think a lot of people do this too, um, you know, a lot of people were very focused and I, I know I was one of these people too that, that made this mistake of sort of just focusing on kind of being known and, and getting out there and kind of like being the octopus, you know, being everywhere and trying to do those and speaking all those things without a strong back-end business to support it. And what ends up happening is business becomes very sporadic. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a session here. It's a maybe you got hired as a speaker there, but it's all dollars for hours and it's not really, you know, a business. But you're saying that from when you started it, because you have this background and, and this experience, you knew before you were hitting and going crazy on the road in 2008, 2011, that you had to have something sustainable behind it. Absolutely, absolutely. And then, I mean, public speaking is not for everyone, and specifically selling from the stage. It's an absolute skill and an art and a science, and the only way is to get out there and try it and to practice, 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 and get help. I've had mentors, and some have been a terrific experience, and some have been a not-so-terrific experience and have, you know, I've had a couple experiences where I bombed on stage, and it was very uncomfortable and <laughs> cost me sales, but you pick yourself back up and you get back out there. And I'll never forget the first day that I made six figures on the stage. And I'm like, okay, this is a good payday. This is pretty cool. That was right. a few years ago on a very large stage. And there's a real fine art to just giving people sufficient value that they go, whether they buy whatever you're offering or not, they're like, wow, that was awesome. I got these take-home notes. But you know what? I want more. I really like this person's style. I'm going to buy whatever they're offering. And they go to the back of the room and they sign up. So I used to do a lot of those. as I call them speak to sell. Now I prefer to do paid keynotes. I'm, I'm going to Bulgaria shortly for a nice, oh, wow. nice, handsome fee that I just get to go on a plane and speak. And Beautiful, and you're out of the there. Keynote. No pressure. You just get to do it, give you the content, and get out there. Yeah. Now, now I want to ask a couple of kind of like product-related questions for you sure. because you have so many cool stuff, you know, you different programs, different things. We're going to talk about one later. But what's your sort of creative process when it comes to this kind of stuff? Because how do you, do you have a process at all? Um, meaning like, you know, how you come up with something, surveying, thinking, like, is there something 
kind of that we can maybe learn from the the Mari Smith approach to how you come up with like your next program, if you will. Yeah, yeah. So all year, in fact, 2012, um, one of the things that I've done this year is invested in myself and my business to the degree, uh, unprecedented degree, really, that I've, I've invested a significant multiple six figures this year. And uh, working one-on-one with a very high-end business coach. And um, she has helped me significantly with the branding, the positioning. Uh, she got me out of turquoise. You know, I used to wear turquoise for nonstop. There's a lot of turquoise. You go on Facebook, for, there's a lot of Mari and turquoise. I, for I will. years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and I loved it. And it was great. And it was just part of my, my brand. And then I, it just made sense that the time had come that I wasn't going to record all these video products that's only ever wearing turquoise in them. So... Uh, well, and my coach helped me to do this year is just to get even more solid with my offerings. And so like this year um, in January, we, we launched uh, through a webinar, the, and we call it Facebook 2012, What You Need to Know. Now, given that I have managed to carve out, you know, a significant platform and notoriety as someone who knows a lot about Facebook, really, you know, one of the premier experts, especially with my couple of books about Facebook marketing as well. And so that was just exceptionally successful. We had 15,000 people signed up for the webinar. And wow. I really up-leveled, like I wouldn't do today, I know my lighting isn't perfect here, and it's, normally I have light shining from my window. But I like it. It looks perfect to me. It looks good my, my homegrown webcam webinar. But I, 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 I don't do webinars from home anymore. We go in and we rent a studio with proper lighting professional. We do four or five camera shoots. We just did one the other week where we had a live studio audience and a professional wow. Classy, classy. Yeah, so just keep up leveling the game and, and the perception. But in terms of your, your question about process, a lot of my business, I will tell you, David, that I, I run intuitively, so that's a part of it, yep. but I'll just really be tuning into myself and my inner guidance to say, okay, what lights me up? Where do I want to take myself and my brand? And it's all like they're in tandem. What lights me up and where there's a need? How can I be of greater service? Where is there a need in the marketplace? Where is there some pain right now, some hurt, some challenges that people might be having? And how can I structure an offering that will, you know, really appease that pain, that will help people to get through uh, to the other side? And ultimately, you know, most people, what they want to know is how to make more money and how to, you know, have a better lifestyle, save time, make time and have more money. And so, but when it comes to teaching and learning that people want to be have the information in a format that they can easily digest and easily implement right so for example the first course of this year that i offered was called extreme fan base growth and it's eight parts it was a half hour modules and people tuned in twice a week for four weeks and i mean i can I can talk pretty fast and I can pack a lot in. So some people right. were like, oh, that's a lot in 30 minutes. But not overwhelming. You're not like, oh, I have to, t- I have to watch 15 hours or something yeah. like that. Right. Right. It was bite-sized and then give them homework. And we had a Facebook group and you know, people went on and that was, we had like 1,350 people signed up for that course in January. But the process was taking an element. I couldn't teach all of Facebook marketing in an eight-part course. I just took one element of it, which is growing their fan base. And then from there, upsold to another course called Facebook Money Mastery. And okay, now we're going to show you how to monetize. And here's a whole bunch of case studies. And here's step-by-step actions you can take to make more money with this new fan base that you've grown bigger. So 
that's one aspect cool. of it. Just you know, just really looking to see where are people having a having a need in the marketplace. And are these? Uh, I, I've heard you mention the word course a few times, and <laughs> I'm I'm a huge fan of courses in general. Um, and there's many different ways to do it. There's many different formats. There's many different There's all kinds of stuff that I've seen out there. And yeah. and what is your favorite in turn? Like, do you do them live? Do you like like do you, what's like your favorite one that lights you up and you also feel like kind of with your mission that you said before, like fills the need. And also, obviously, you're pumped up about it because nothing's worse when you're trying to sell something or think about selling something and you don't like it. Like, that's not going to happen. So right. what, what, what's kind of your approach with that? Well, you know, I, I, found, I found the holy grail with this style that I do. Ooh. And that is where I, Excited. I go into the studio and I'll pre-record the eight modules. And some of the courses we've done this year... We're almost uh, we're about fifty fifty of me talking to camera and then switching to my screen. Okay. Yeah. Uh, a couple of the other courses I did where it was just a um, bookends. I would be on camera saying, "Okay, we're now going to go," and then I would record those separately as a screencast. And um, but but what we'll typically do and and we'll play back the module. And I tried this earlier, and this is where like a lot of marketers and business people and you know busy busy speakers and authors and whatnot. They'll just try to over-automate things. So yeah. in the beginning, okay. in my first eight-part course of this year, I, you know, people were wondering, well, is this live, Mari? And they'd be in the chat and going, is that Mari? Why isn't she responding to my questions? Because we used a system that it had a countdown timer, and it was playing it as if it was live. Well, I've got to tell you, David, by the third module, I mean, I was sitting there in the chat, and I'm watching the chat, and I'm going, well, no, they think I'm live. And I'm like, you know what, guys? Um, we've recorded this earlier, and guess what? Bonus, because you get me live teaching you this module, and you get me in the chat room, and I would just jump in there. It took me, you know, I mean, obviously, it takes more time to do that. The idea is to have it a little more automated, but I just really love to connect with my peeps, and I love to support them and whatever questions they have, and we're sharing resources and links. So that was my favorite way to, to do that. I also do like when we do the live shows, and then I get a chance to take a break and go and look at the tweet stream and look at the yeah. live chat and then I'm actually talking to the camera and responding to the questions. So. And that goes back to exactly kind of what you were talking about at the very beginning of this conversation when you were saying how you're a people person. Yeah. You know? And so there's that line which I totally get online and we all kind of walk it a little bit of like automated so that you know you have time to see your family and have friends and, yeah. and not be the weird person behind the computer like this 24-7 but also still craving those people because it's I mean because you're getting you're getting to talk with people one-on-one -on -one. it seems like you like you said you found your own sort of holy grail and my guess is everyone's got their own holy grail they just have to kind of figure it out right right exactly yeah so we did that and then um, different formats you know what I also love to do is live events and I, and I do them periodically throughout the year maybe three times a year I'll get a small group we did one in, in um, September where we had about 20 people in a room, and it's just such a wonderful, intimate environment, and we have people in the hot seat, and we mastermind, and people come away, and just there's just this wonderful um, combination of the deep connection and also, you know, having even literally people will see results right in the class because of making tweaks, and they've maybe just tried to do things a little bit differently with their social media marketing. They'll alter their business model. Now they're coming up with product ideas, etc. And specifically, I, and I've said for years that there's, no amount of sophisticated technology that will ever take the place of live, real, in-person connecting. You know, you shake someone's hand, you look them in the eyes, you see their body language, you feel their energy. And But the next best thing is video. Right. 
And I, I'm, 2013 is the year of the video, and I know I feel funny saying that because hello, you know, you and I both know that video is everywhere, but it's it's going to become even more mainstream. I mean, YouTube is just, we probably haven't even seen the half of what YouTube's capable of <laughs> for, you know, having people have their own TV shows and finding new stars. So video is the next best thing, and specifically live video, because, you know, and, and you can see how a lot of, like, the, you know, main news stations and whatnot are actually integrating social media mm -hmm. and I think too you know like social TV where you'll see there was a show on earlier this year as ABC did it, I think it's called glass house and where the viewers could right. impact what the stars were actually doing you know that two-way interaction so okay I'm not I'm not in the same room as you but I feel like I am you know yeah, no, it's it's amazing, and, and I see that as well. I mean, you look at a lot of the technology that's emerging. You know, whether it's uh, you know Google Plus Hangouts or other stuff like that. There's definitely that trend towards like let's have a live experience. You know that we that we can have as opposed to you know something like this where we're pre-recording it. But uh, you know, I, I totally get the concept there. Now, a couple questions on marketing, also a couple on branding as well. One on marketing is you know. You, you mentioned speaking. You mentioned a lot of different things. You mentioned that you knew having an email list was very important early on in the game. A lot of us don't know that. They figure it out la later on. Um, but if you could point to your maybe your top or favorite or uh, most beneficial strategy, especially I mean, because now it's easy because you're, you know you've become so big. But when you were getting going and, and going back to a kind of old school way uh, of when you were approaching this, what were some of the top ways that you got your name out there and sort of got the brand out there and then brought people into you? Well, you know, I think and especially like five or six years ago, and people would say, you know, you can't market on social media. In fact, there's still the purists that talk about that, and yeah. I just think it's complete BS. Uh, totally agree. Yeah. I mean, what's the point? Are you sitting around chit-chatting with your friends and you get to the end of the day and go, okay, much business did I do today? None. Okay. Well, social equity, there's a lot to be said for social equity and building up that relationship capital. Fair enough. But at some point, you know, you got to monetize it. You got to be driving traffic somewhere and getting leads. So in the beginning, you know, I just, uh, I give a lot of stuff away for free. And I love that saying, they talk about moving the free line. So anytime I come up with like a new report or an audio or a video or anything that, you know, a step-by-step -step system, a checklist, and I would, you know, offer that out through Twitter, through Facebook, through my existing email list, and have lots and lots of ways that people can share that. And then one of my favorite things to do is to take a PDF document and have embeddable share links in there. So people are reading it and they can just click to tweet, click to share on Facebook. And, um, you know, I've done that many, many times on uh, Facebook. If I'm in the middle of a campaign, I want to boost my list. Uh, I'll do contests, um, a contest on Facebook, something like that. I love to embed a little opt-in in the middle of a blog post or at the end of a blog post and just giving so much away for free. And, you know, a great quote I love by uh, David Allen, who he wrote Getting Things Done. Yeah. He's America's foremost productivity expert. And he says in that book, you know, that knowledge work is never done. And I think in, we, we are all knowledge workers. We all have information in our minds and in our experience to share, and it's never going to stop. It, in fact, it expands. So I think it's interesting. People, like, they get scared, and they get kind of like, oh, I can't, I can't give, give all my knowledge away. It's just impossible to give all your knowledge away. Tomorrow you'll have more. <laughs> so I'm a big fan of, of moving that free line, packaging information into wonderful you know, downloadable information that people will be happy to give you the email for. Um, HubSpot is just a terrific example of that. They're always coming up with new ebooks, and then they'll do a big webinar and right. then they'll do reports, and you know, they're just 
amazing at building an email list. Very cool. And, and now uh, the brand. And you talked about the turquoise earlier, right? Like the turquoise has <laughs> is, is changed a little bit. But I remember, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, I was trying to go back in my, uh, my Mari Smith uh, researching stalking memory. Um, <laughs> and I was, I was thinking that on your website now, you see that it's all about relationship marketing. Yeah. And before that, I want to say it was Facebook marketing on the website. Like mm -hmm. I want to say that the word relationship has replaced Facebook or ch kind of changed. Am I wrong on that? Wasn't there a point where it was like kind of very Facebook oriented and now it's more relationship, yeah. maybe like a year and a half or two years ago, maybe? Yeah, somewhere in there? yeah, yeah. Well, it was October of last year, 2011, that my book came out, The New Relationship Marketing. And it was my publisher, Wiley, because I had already published uh, Facebook Marketing in our day, co-authored with Chris Treadaway. That came out in 2010. And actually, even previous to that, I used to write a blog called Why Facebook, whyfacebook.com. I had since 07 through maybe 2010, I think. And then I got approached by Facebook. It was very well indexed. It would come up high in the search engines. Got a little knock on the door from Facebook's uh, legal department. They're like, give us back that domain, please. You can't have it. It has Facebook Whoa. in it. <laughs> and I'm like, well, what about all Facebook and inside Facebook? And, oh, they got special permission. So I thought, okay, this is a sign from the universe. I'm not supposed to be focused only on Facebook. And I'm like, whatever, okay, have, have your domain back. I ended up, I had a whole bunch of them and I <laughs> gave them back. Because it's, you know, their their trademark and that's all good and so then at the time what it was is I had this wonderful moniker which I still have is relationships first business second and I would talk about relationship marketing which is actually a term that's been around since the 80s the 1980s and hasn't really been used a lot and my publishers Wiley they came just and, and they came to me and they said Mari you know we don't want to do just another social media book would you be willing to write you know, the book on relationship marketing I'm like, sure okay that works for me so to your point, there was a very conscious and strategic decision and shift, a gradual shift over time to, to expand the awareness of what I can offer the marketplace that's more than just this tight little niche, not little, tight huge niche of being a Facebook expert because I have never said to people, look, only use Facebook as a marketing. Right. That's one of many. So I, it was important to me and my brand to really expand out um, people's awareness of what else I could offer right I mean that to me that makes a so much sense because not only that is that you dominated a specific niche and then you mm -hmm. could go a little bit broader and also now if you know God forbid Facebook disappears or something like that there's no you've got the bigger thing the bigger concept there that now you can dominate now a couple questions you, you create so much content you do all these different things What's sort of your lifestyle like? Like, are you are you a person that you know still travels a lot? Do you work in spurts? Are you like a like a totally like let's get this done type? Like, what's your sort of um, lifestyle at now with uh, what you're doing in business? Well, in 2012, because of the investment I made in my coach, uh, I made a very strategic decision to turn down a lot of speaking engagements and travel. I actually have not traveled overseas yet this year. I'm going to the UK actually. Uh, at the end of November, that would be awesome. And then um, Bulgaria is coming up. But And I've just done a few trips more uh, locally, like in California. And that was very strategic because I just felt that there was so much more that I could be doing as using the technologies we've been talking about, with the live streams and the hangouts and you know, um, really focusing on building my online platform and, and making more, uh, driving more revenue from the online because it just came to a point where, you know, I love public speaking, but I like to have this balance because by the time you get on that plane and you, know, you get a hotel and it's the it's preparation. It's tiring. It's tiring. And, yeah, to really make it worthwhile, it has to be, it has to, they have to, you know, pay a significant fee. So, 
Um, so that was that. But lifestyle-wise, you know, I'm very blessed. I do work from home. I have two wonderful full-time assistants with me here in San Diego. Actually, we have three now. Um, and then I have several uh, virtual. My team's pretty huge. Uh, I have people in the Netherlands, people in the East Coast, uh, people in Australia that uh, provide various aspects, whether it's from the website to the graphics to print pieces to online pieces. And, um, you know, I, I do have help, for example, um, finding content for Twitter. I find that was one of the things that I chose to delegate about a year ago because it saves me about one or two hours a day. I was spending a lot of time searching for the perfect content. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know, I need to invest my time being the leader and the visionary and making more money. So that I can grow my business. One of the main reasons, i just give a little plug for one of the things that I'm doing in, in Q1 of 2013, is one of the main reasons I hired my coach is to help me to build an agency, because this is perfect in, your, in the context of branding. Mm. I've built a significant personality-based brand. Yes. But, and, people don't necessarily go and buy a personality-based brand, so one of the things that Anne, my coach, is helping me to do is to set, to set up and create and build a, a social media agency to service the corporate sector that is a name completely different from me. I'm obviously the founder of the brand, but it's, it's being built as an entity to, have, uh, um, uh, to be an asset that could one day be sold. Oh, that's cool. And that's a good strategy. Yeah. Yeah. Big difference between building a brand, a platform for a, for a brand, a personality-based brand versus building an asset that you're you have an exit strategy yeah know, so exactly it's, so it's not Mari Smith agency it's gonna be something that has a name you know something that that uh, has a name that could be sold yeah all right yeah. very cool that's interesting interesting strategy and, and by the way I want to talk about as we wrap here in a few minutes I got a cool thing that you also have coming up here uh, yeah. that I want to talk about But before that I gotta ask one more this is kind of a big concept question that that I love because we get juicy stuff from this answer okay, okay is Amongst your sort of entrepreneurial journey and all the different things that you've done, what was one point or the biggest shift that you ever made that caused either great results, it put you down the right path, it took you off one way, shifted you another? What was one of those shifts that, that you look back and you say, that was a critical thing and I'm glad that I did that? Okay, this is probably not going to be the answer that you're expecting, but... Um... In 2009, I chose to make a personal transition. I got divorced, which at the time uh, was critical for, for me, in probably in business. I felt that mm, energetically I was holding myself back. I wasn't allowing myself to experience the full extent of how I wanted to grow my business and my brand. And so I chose to release the marriage, and at the exact same time, I, I began to pursue a more spiritual path and I really began I worked with a spiritual teacher named Esperanza she's right here in San Diego former civil litigator turned spiritual teacher but all right not too many of those probably and uh, yeah amazing human being and she just has absolutely changed my life so I've been working very closely with her for about three and a half years she was actually a guest on, on one of my latest webcasts and um, just really recognizing that the reality that I create is or around me is my creation and it's a reflection of how I feel about myself. It's a reflection of the quality and the depth of the relationship I have myself. So it was really interesting in 2009 uh, a girlfriend called me up. She's big in PR and marketing. She's like, Mari, you know, I've been watching your uh, your brand and your your you know, your reach, your platform and you're kind of going like growing and obviously an upward 
manner and then all of a sudden you did something she's like all of a sudden you just like spiked like this and what happened she's like did you who's the name of your coach your marketing company your pr firm like who did you hire <laughs> and i gave her the same answer as i'm giving you i said well i chose to transition my mar marriage and to, to pursue a more spiritual path and what happened is literally the floodgates opened i made more money than ever that year i business just was booming i moved to a beautiful home i just everything and I know why because I was in alignment with my truth and that's really what uh, I ended up writing up a big blog post I didn't want to be careless about how I shared with people about my personal transitions I wrote up a big blog post people can still find it and just explained about you know my choices and and my purpose for writing the post was to compel people or to really inspire people to live into their deepest truth whatever that means for them you know as they say providence moves too when you really get committed and you know and you're following your right path and it all falls into pay. That's very cool. And thank you so much for sharing that because I, I, I love, first of all, I, I didn't, I didn't have anything that I knew what I was expecting when I answered that question. That's why I love that question because, and I can certainly uh, relate to that. And I know a lot of people can as well, where a lot of times a big business shift or life switch or change or whatever can be a result of a personal shift. Um, yeah. and, and that, and that, and, and as opposed to, Oh, I hired this great coach, you know, whatever it might yeah. be, or, 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 Oh, I, I, I got lucky into this. So I, I thank you so much for sharing that, Mari. And yeah. I want to wrap up today. And this has been super interesting. I love that. We can kind of go behind the personality today. I love it. And, and I, this was so interesting. Thank you for sharing everything. I want to talk a little bit about something you have coming up here. This is our little shameless plug moment for you for sure. Um, it's called, Business and Beyond Club. And we're going to give out the link and we're going to put that below in the show notes and everything. But tell us a little bit about this because uh, when I found out about this, I was like, okay, this could be perfect for to tell our community about. So, so what do we have going on? Well, I wanted to, for the longest time, I really wanted to put together a, an annual club where people could come to it to learn from me. I thought it was a great way to package the learning so it's not the short courses which serve a need and it's not you know one-on-one -on -one consulting but it's somewhere in between where they get this group coaching aspect and uh, at first I was gonna call it the social media plus club and so that would be like social media and more social media and beyond and I thought you know what social media amplifies everything and it's it is going to take whatever it is you're doing in business and dramatic in dramatically increase that message and so one of the things that concerns me is that if I go straight to teaching people social media and I'm not really looking at their business model and their revenue model, their right, lifestyle right. even, how they manage their time, how they're productive. I got This is a board behind me, but behind this, I put my, my little board up for our show today, but behind I have a massive wall-to-wall, -wall, floor to ceiling calendar, I have whiteboards, we have all kinds of things that I plan and map out. You were asking earlier about like the processes through which I, I create. and So that's a huge part of what this club is about and I ended up calling it business and beyond because it's an, a, a blend a hybrid blend of business coaching making sure you have the right solid foundation you have the right revenue models in place you have the right information products and then the social media marketing to really blow that up and then just interwoven throughout I'm, I'm, I'm including some personal and spiritual growth principles that have really made a profound difference to me and so throughout the years, a 12-month program, and members will be able to have uh, quite a bit of interaction with me. And they have a 24-lesson plan, a structured curriculum for really, really getting their whole, their life, their finances, their career, their social media 
to the next level and beyond in 2013. Very cool. And the link is businessandbeyondclub.com. We're going to link that up below. Sounds like an amazing program. And Mari, that, that wraps it up. I, I, I just want to thank you again, taking the time and even putting up a board behind you. Who would have thought? Um, thank you so much. This has been awesome. My pleasure. Thank you. This was Mari Smith on The Rise Top. I'm David Seitman Garland. Remember, if you like these episodes and you want more of them, go to therisetop.com slash VIP free email list. I will see you next time. And remember, if you want some fluff, you know what to do. Go pet a bunny. And one more quick reminder, make sure to hop on that promo code for GoToMeeting, a little, uh, little gift for the holidays. Give it to a loved one. Just don't tell them that you're using the free trial, right? So here's what you got to do. Head over to GoToMeeting, click the Try It Free button, and the promo code RISE, 45 days free, full-featured, do everything that GoToMeeting has, including HD faces so you can see each other and do all that kind of jazz with your meeting. Do it from your iPad, do it from your phone, all that kind of cool stuff.